Do me a favor. Think of the city where you live. Now, think of a neighborhood in your city that is currently the happening place to be. My podcast co-host Chewy says our neighborhood is Blackstone in Omaha, Nebraska. What about that place makes people want to go there so much? All right. Now, you're thinking of the most happening neighborhood in your city. Can you remember before it was the place to go? Because I'm guessing it used to be kind of a run-down, not-so-nice place to be. Maybe even somewhere you'd lock your doors as you were driving through. And yes, I know gentrification is a problem. It's a problem that we need to fix in many multifaceted ways. But for this discussion, there's something happening there that if you understand how it happens, you can sell more novels and find your audience. Curious how to do it? Hey, I'm the Reluctant Book Marketer, and I've got just one question for you. Do you see your novel as a million-dollar asset? Because if you don't, and you want to, you're in the right place. This is the only show for novelists who want to shift their mindset away from fear and toward abundance. Because you can sell more books than you ever dreamed when you believe in what you're doing. I hope I have you convinced by now that your novel is an asset or a money-making machine. And if I don't, I want to invite you to listen to last week's episode. I'll go ahead and link it in the show notes so you don't have to worry. But if you're already on the app, just click back one episode to Money-Making Machine and listen to that show. Think about your novel that way because we're going to be building on that conversation today as we discuss the mindset that sets you apart from other novelists who are floundering with their sales because they're afraid. If you've ever been driving through your city and you saw an area of town where the old buildings just looked beautiful and inviting, but the windows on ground floor were boarded up because someone had broken them out and it just didn't feel safe. There's something about those areas, even in you, that you think, man, I wish I could revitalize this neighborhood. I wish I could do something to make it appealing again because I know that at one point in the history of this city, this was a place to be. Well, there are a group of people called real estate investors who see that area just the same way that you do, except there's one key difference in what they do and what you do, and that's they make the I wish moment a reality. They go in, secure funding, buy those buildings, and begin a slow sometimes tedious, sometimes painful process of revitalizing those buildings. And what happens when they do that is that they 
are able to offer apartments, or in some cases, houses, to anyone interested in moving in. But just because you have a kind of nice place to live doesn't mean it's appealing. There's a specific group of folks who are interested in that early bird special. You may have heard the term early adopter before. They are a specific kind of person who gains their esteem and their sense of self by being the first person to discover something. They are the most important person that you are looking for if you want to build a ground up swelling of marketing for your novel. Knowing how to find them makes the difference between selling a couple of books over the first few weeks and a thousand books before you launch, 5,000 books before you launch. But how do you know who they are and where to find them? That's the biggest question you need to think about in the early stages of publishing your novel. Before you hit that button, you need to know where to find these people and what excites them and how you can speak their language. Attracting an early adopter requires you to understand what you are doing with a level of intimacy and familiarity that might seem intimidating to you today. So let's break it down. In order to have intimacy with your topic, you need to be very close with others who are writing in a similar topic to you. In this case, it's going to be a genre. So maybe you're a mystery author. Ask yourself, have you read a lot of mystery novels? Have you read everything from Dashiell Hammett and Raymond Chandler to the most recent Michael Connelly? If you can answer yes and say that you are abundantly familiar with mystery novels, the next question you want to ask yourself is, can you converse about the books at a level beyond fandom, at a level of construction? Do you know these books so well that you can speak about how Michael Connelly was doing what he was doing when he wrote The Poet? And if the answer to that is yes, then you need to move on to the next stage. And that is, do you know the books that are about to come out but haven't published yet in the mystery genre? See, something is going to happen when you know books before they come out. You will be able to find the people who are building the groundswell of anticipation for those books. And now we're not talking about Michael Connolly anymore. We're not talking about Dashiell Hammett or Raymond Chandler. We're talking about a first-time novelist whose debut book is about to hit shelves. But it's going to hit shelves in less of an excited, enthusiastic, billion-dollar push. It's going to quietly hit Barnes and Noble and your local bookstore because they're an unproven author. And it's the readers of that novel, the people who are most excited about that book, who are the people that you want to touch base with. They are called early adopters. They found that author through a specific channel. And in order to find that novel and the readers who are giving it 
praise right now, you need to think about where they find their books. If you're thinking to yourself right now, this sounds like a tremendous amount of work. Again, you're correct. You maybe have even heard me say this on a previous episode before, but I don't want to deceive you. If you want to publish a book and you want to have a huge splash and you didn't go through the normal channels of access and advantage, you need to do it for yourself. And that means being an expert in your genre. There is no easy way around this. You can build relationships with the right people and that will help you. But when it comes to attracting a readership, the right people actually don't matter. So you've either already gotten your contract in hand and your publisher is going to do all of the marketing for you, or you have to construct this backwards. So let's talk again about early adopters. Remember, this is a mindset, but I am giving you some practical tips to move toward the success that you've always dreamed of. And when I'm doing that, I'm hoping that your mindset is feeling stressed and strained and stretched. Because again, the difficulty of what you are up against is enormous, but you can make it. You can rise out above all the other authors who are trying to publish their book to the same level that you are. And the way that you do that is by knowing where to look and how to get there. So I am trying to make this easier in a sense by pointing you in the right direction. I am also trying to let you know you better want this. You better really want this. Because if you don't want it desperately, you won't have the energy and the steam to keep going. Early adopters subscribe to some very specific types of newsletters. They subscribe to newsletters of literary journals that publish emerging authors in their genre. And we've been talking mystery, so let's just stick with that. They subscribe to specific mystery-related literary journals or magazines that publish up-and-coming mystery writers. And You'll find that through time, there have been certain magazines that have always been the front spot where the big names are coming through. And it's almost as if everybody congregates there accidentally. But the truth is, there's no accident in it. The early adopters did the research for you. So all you have to do is find that place and spend your time cultivating relationships with those people. If you want to go this route, you could try to get published in that magazine. It may take a while and you may not want to worry about that time frame. The good news is you don't have to. You just have to meet the people who are actually reading that magazine and you have to attract them to your work. They don't care if you've published in the magazine. They care if you are a reliable name in their genre whose work interests them. Whether you self-publish or publish traditionally, if you have early adopters interested in your work, they are going to do for you something that you cannot do for yourself. They are going to share your work with their circle of acquaintances, friends, and yes, family. 
Early adopters have this superpower, this ability to make something they love appealing to everybody around them because they are bathed in and saturated in the language of enthusiasm. And it doesn't mean they're gonna be the ones who are shouting from rooftops. In fact, oftentimes, early adopters are fairly casual about the way they communicate, but they're reliable. And that's something you can never do for your own work. No matter how much you want to be objective about the book you published, you can't do it. An early adopter can do it. They are able to say, I've read this work and it is worth your time. And because of their track record, because they're the ones who eat at a restaurant for the first time and get enthusiastic and tell other people to visit it, and because their opinion is always so canny, others listen to them. You need to get them on your side so that they say, this book is worth reading. The moment they do that, they engage their network, and their network are the people who will make your book a great success. A simple search online is going to show you what you're up against, because there are thousands of literary journals in print right now, whether it's online or physically. And some of those journals will go out of business before the year is over, some of them before the month is over. You're going to spend a lot of time trying to find the right places. And that's okay, because that's part of the marketing game. Part of marketing is understanding. It takes time to understand this. But when you're able to reproduce your results because you know where to look, you won't mind that it took you a moment. And once you've found the people that you're interested in speaking to, you will be thrilled beyond expression. I do, however, want to make you aware of one important detail because this could be the difference between finding who you're looking for and not realizing you found them. Early adopters have a high tolerance for mistakes. The early adopter is the person who goes to the opening night of a new restaurant and the servers and the hosts and the chefs are all still working the kinks out. So the food comes out a little bit late and the server doesn't fill the drinks as often as she should. Whatever the case is, the early adopter is able to see through the mistakes to the bigger picture, which is the aha moment of how delicious the food is and how beautiful the ambiance is. When you are looking for these people, you know you're getting close when you check out a literary journal or, hey, a podcast that isn't quite perfect. The sound production isn't right. And the literary journal, maybe a couple of typos are still out there, but the work is vibrant and alive. It might even be that a few of the published pieces don't rise to the level of others, but they have enough taste and enough aesthetic that they're pulling in some great talent. When you see those places, you might be tempted to think this isn't polished enough to be a place where an early adopter would go. Don't make that mistake. Take the time, see what's there, engage with it, and you will not regret it. 
we are going to continue to talk about the mindset of finding early adopters and the next steps in the process in the coming weeks. But right now, I want to invite you to engage with me on something very excited. I have the opportunity to collaborate with Self Publishing School in an upcoming event they have called Author Advantage Live. It's a conference for indie authors specifically teaching them how to have a successful book launch. And if that sounds anything like what I'm doing here, it is a match made in heaven. If you're interested in learning more, I want you to visit me specifically on Twitter for this. Many of you have found me there, so you know exactly where to look. But if not, I'm at Jody J. Sperling. And I am going to be tweeting periodically over the next few weeks about Author Advantage Live. I'm going to be offering one free ticket to the event, so you don't want to miss these tweets. Do me a favor. When you see them, please engage with them. Please retweet them. Please share them with your author friends. I am going to pick a winner to this event through engagement. So please engage. Please give it your time and energy somebody's career is going to be made by attending Author Advantage Live for free. And I will be there in person, live tweeting throughout the event to let you know just how great it is. Check the show notes for a direct link to the website for Author Advantage Live, and I look forward to talking with you again very soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a big favor right now. Click on the follow button in whatever podcast app you're listening on. That way you'll get notifications every time I drop a new episode. And if you still can't get enough, you can go to the show notes, click the link for my newsletter, and sign up today. I'll give you one to two interesting pieces of content every single month that you won't hear on the podcast or find laying around on the internet.